Hello and uh, welcome to my uh, Crystal Cape. I'm just going to make a uh, video about the eclipses that are happening uh, this month, October 2023, uh, which are happening uh, already. We are already in eclipse uh, season since the last uh, uh, full moon. That is uh, since the 29th of uh, September, uh, since the full moon on that date, uh, until the 13th of November, the uh, new moon after the eclipse period, we're in what's known as the um, eclipse kind of um, period where things can uh, disappear or reappear in our lives. Sudden course corrections can happen almost without us really intending anything. And in some ways, this is uh, this eclipse period is not really about starting anything new, it seems to me. It's more about, say, rebalancing and completing uh, cycles, from particularly from the last two years. Because the first eclipse uh, on Saturday, the, uh, the 14th of October, is in uh, Libra. It's the first eclipse in Libra since 2016, since feel like seven years or seven and a half years. And the second eclipse is on the 28th of October, again on a Saturday. And that's uh, the final eclipse in uh, Taurus in a, like, a two year kind of sequence, Taurus and Scorpio eclipses. And both of these eclipses seem to be very much about uh, finishing things to me, like releasing things, but I'll take them uh, each eclipse in turn. So first of all, the uh, the eclipse on the 14th, it's uh, what we call a, a ring of fire eclipse uh, because the, the moon gets between us and what we refer to as the sun. Uh, and the moon's obviously, you know, quite a bit smaller. So there's a kind of halo, a kind of ring of um, fire of um, light from wherever it is the sun is. Uh, so we see a kind of ring of fire in the sky. It's called an annular solar, solar, solar eclipse, if I can say it. And it's mainly visible in the Americas. Uh, all the way from uh, USA uh, through Mexico, Central America, and uh, down towards uh, Brazil. So indicating might affect that part of the world a bit more with being visible there, but it's effective to everybody around. This uh, eclipse on Saturdays at uh, 21 degrees uh, Libra, as I say, uh, Libra, a very uh, well-known uh, peacemaker, uh, diplomat, uh, very chatty, might seem quite superficial, um, but he's fantastic at working in partnerships, uh, creating alliances, and also uh, the South Node is uh, in, a, in Libra, conjunct this uh, eclipse, you know, suggesting that this is really a key point where it becomes clear 
which um, connections uh, to let go of or to um, put boundaries around saying, look, we're not going to do it like that anymore. Uh, this is not acceptable. not going to do that. Also, uh, yeah, it's more of an uh, artistic kind of forms, like looking at these, say, I've seen people looking at um, literature and uh, TV shows that they used to enjoy and and um, kind of just letting go of those um, even by I seen one person I saw one person I mean actually I say in English uh, get rid of all their kind of dissonant uh, books that they used to read and um, going to the street uh, and selling them at a market so this kind of thing really just let, letting go of dissonant um art forms and um connection now also uh this um solar eclipse uh, i should mention just to avoid confusion that solar eclipses uh, are always new moons new moons typically like starting points solar eclipse is a much stronger form of a new moon uh but this new moon is conjunct uh, the goddess of strategy and wisdom, Pallas Athena, who's at 14 degrees uh, Libra uh, by the time the eclipse gets here. So we might be looking around with a slightly wiser kind of point of view than usual. Um, we might even be looking strategically at what alliances we'd like to keep with which people uh, and which ones we're in not so keen on uh, and uh, dropping at this point. Mercury is also at 17 degrees Libra, conjunct this uh, solar eclipse. So we might really be talking about these things, talking with these people about discussing um, these potential partnerships or things that we just won't take anymore. Now, that means it's obviously a great time for starting any kind of communication, um, uh, perhaps anything like videos like this or um, writing. Uh, many people starting off a uh, substack, uh, for example, which is a nice form of um, spreading writing. I mean, I have actually looked at this and uh, will probably get something like that going myself as well. This, the solar eclipse is also opposite uh, Chiron at 17 degrees uh, Aries, as well as being opposite Eris, the uh, goddess of discord, is around 25 degrees Aries, 24, 25, at this point, uh, as well as, uh, well, these two things I should mention, cause can make this quite a, chaotic um, period for communications. So it's especially careful to, to choose our words with care. Um, we might find that we're, we're saying something in all innocence, um, but we're unaware of the kind of the web of um, uh, alliances and it, interactions around us. Uh, so things said, even with all innocence, can uh, lead to uh, unintended consequences uh, right now where people might be feeling a little fragile with uh, Chiron involved and um, 
you know, it's a great period actually for um, uh, breakups and divorces uh, in this period. Uh, Eris in Aries is obviously um, not going to take any nonsense as well. Now, Pluto is, has gone back all the way to 27 uh, Capricorn. It's just about square this, um, this solar eclipse as well. So that adds, adds another layer of intrigue, power dynamics, uh, you know, just more things to be aware of in, in our connections with people around us. And Pluto has only just uh, turned direct as well. And Pluto has been stationary in the sky for about the last 10 days. Uh, you know, it's been quite powerful. I mean, I, I noticed that, you know, kind of power-mad uh, would-be dictators uh, have been using this um, Pluto stationary energy to try and um, uh, take territory, like literally land, um, which is obviously something totally disagreeable. But you can see that there are obviously various astrologers involved here. With Pluto the Terminator, Pluto the Eliminator, Pluto the Destroyer of All Illusions, um, turning direct 27 Capricorn. I mean, in my chart, Pluto in Capricorn is in the fourth house, of like home, family, and roots. So naturally, I ended up somehow... Um, doing quite a lot of uh, redecorating in my mum's bungalow. And it looks really nice now. It's like a nice sage green, it's like Gaia all around. It's, you know, it's really, really great. But, you know, I never expected that. But then, yeah, it would be difficult because Pluto's in my fourth house, right at the bottom of the chart, in Capricorn, the ruler of my, and the, sorry, uh, Capricorn, is um, is ruling planet Saturn is in my twelfth house, so it's very difficult for me to see these things. But anyway, that's where I ended up doing in this Pluto stationary period. At the same time, it's uh, clearly a period of um, self care, being very helpful and letting things crumble around us, um, deciding which um, which connections we really want to focus on. Classic. Libra kind of qualities of um, peace, diplomacy, diplomacy even, harmony. So I would expect to see some much increased um, efforts in terms of um, peace talks um, in this period. Perhaps old alliances stepping in and saying, look, maybe that was a bit of a hasty overreaction of that, you know, recently in the start of October and particularly over this eclipse. At the same time, with Chiron opposite the new moon, obviously everyone's, you know, could be quite sensitive. Careful diplomacy needed. But Libra with Mercury there has a certain amount of charm. Hopefully should be able to smooth things over, the old smoothie. With, this, with the eclipse, the Libra eclipse on Saturday, uh, conjunct the south node. This is a, a perfect period to um, process old kind of mental loops, kind of what some people 
we call um, obsessions or sticky kind of ideas. The, the, the eclipse is conjunct the stars, the fixed stars, Spica and Arcturus. Again, is heavy indications for um, uh, severing of relationships, uh, separations and divorces that are no longer resonant. Or processing uh, programs within ourselves that are unhelpful for uh, uh, high-frequency relationships. Which is perhaps the more effective manner to take these energies is to try and use them within ourselves. Libra also rules litigation, uh, legal activities. So we might see... Um, uh, a boost to um, court cases and um, bringing things to a resolution to, to find some form of uh, justice for participants in legal activities. Another thing I've seen recently uh, is people who have perhaps not spoken up finally um, expressing their side of a story um, Perhaps there's something that's been in their head, they've been thinking about it for like years. Um, like in my case, I, I mentioned something in my family, like, or I went to visit somebody and there was an arrangement where um, for some reason the second day I was there, all of the, the beds that people stayed in were switched around. And it was all very confusing. Uh, and yeah, I mentioned this and I... I got the impression people perhaps weren't too happy about this. But anyway, that's just my impression. So certainly the, the case that people who felt perhaps silenced uh, and it's been very much one-sided stories, um, probably will get a voice um, much more in uh, in these this period. Yeah, which might trigger people. It might raise sensitive issues. But, you know... This eclipse is definitely pointing out with Eris involved that there's no way people are going to be quiet. Bearing all these things in mind of Pallas Athena, Mercury, Pluto, Chiron and Eris, there's an element of chaos around this eclipse uh, period, particularly the first eclipse. If I look back to uh, previous eclipses around 21 Libra. Uh, there was also similar ones in October 2004. October 1986 and October 1967. So if you look at those those um, periods of time, you might see some things to uh, work on or some things that seem relevant. So that's the first quite powerful eclipse. Second one, two weeks later, there's only two in this um, peri period of eclipses, thank goodness. And this is the final um, Taurus eclipse for a while, five degrees Taurus. It's conjunct uh, Jupiter, who's retrograding now, gets back to 11 degrees Taurus. It's also opposite uh, Mercury and Mars, who uh, by this point have uh, got to early Scorpio, about nine or 11 degrees Scorpio, respectively. The, um, the eclipse, I should mention, to be clear, is a, um, a partial lunar eclipse. 
lunar eclipses are always uh, full moons. Uh, and this partial eclipse means it's not quite all eclipsed, uh, is the, uh, uh, the lunar eclipse. And to be clear, in a, a lunar eclipse is always on a full moon, as I say, where there's, uh, the earth has moved between the sun and the full moon, but it's not in a straight line, so it's only partial. So part of the, the full moon is um, is a bit darker. It's not fully um, made dark as it would be if the, uh, if the full moon was and the sun and the earth were in a, in a straight line. And this um, uh, partial lunar eclipse uh, full moon or partial eclipse, partial lunar full moon eclipse. I'm not quite sure of the order of those words. But anyway, it relates to a uh, solar eclipse uh, last year. The solar eclipse was on the 30th of April, 2022. So if you look back and see things that began like a new direction perhaps that happened i mean i can think of things uh developments in um program uh program called second life uh, which i'm involved in a group in there kind of made key decisions to kind of uh enhance the size of the um area of second life that we were using for example and things from that period late april last year uh, said to be coming to fruition around this point. So somebody was asking about this when I mentioned these uh, lunar cycles uh, last time. So I'll try and explain it a little bit more clearly. So it's it starts off this particular uh, solar eclipse cycle, 30th of April, uh 2022 and then it what happened then that was like the new moon and then about eight or nine months later on after that there's a kind of it goes to a quarter moon where there's more of the um the earth more of the moon is visible um from earth uh, i'll check exactly where that is just a second so according to my uh calculations looking through the ephemeris where all the planets and the moon were and are and will be at different points in time uh, the, the opening quarter of this lunar cycle was started on the 30th of april last year uh was on the 28th of january uh, this year so anything that started late late april last year developed uh, late january and comes to fruition now uh, if you look at that kind of time period, see if you can see any patterns, things that developed. Um, for me, it's more kind of involvement in various kind of mystical groups and uh, looking at things such as Feng Shui and um, various manifestation um, tools, skills. Uh, the final quarter will be about eight or nine months after this. So I'll just check where that is. The final quarter of this uh, lunar cycle that this full moon on the 28th of October is involved in is uh, late July 
next year. So this would be a kind of closing quarter moon, and then the kind of that cycle dissipates. So overall, that's um, so that from April two thousand twenty-two to uh, July uh, two thousand twenty-four. So that's it takes two years and three months to get to the closing quarter moon. But there's also then a period after that where the energy is dissipating from that cycle. So it's so it's between two and a half, say just over around two and a half years, roughly the length of this cycle. But the uh, the key points in the lunar cycle are, are um, over twenty seven months. It will be. So the the lunar eclipse on on the twenty eighth also is um, trying. Uh, Lilith, the um, fiercely independent uh, goddess Lilith, and the um, commitment uh, deity Juno, who are both in early Virgo around two or four degrees, two to four degrees Virgo, as well as being uh, sextile uh, Vesta, who's at seven degrees Cancer. As I say, this is the final eclipse in the Taurus Scorpio axis. Um, over their kind of two-year period. So finally, a lot of um, uh, our Taurus, Taurian friends and Scorpion friends um, can perhaps find that things won't be quite so jarring, hopefully. I mean, you've still got Uranus going through Taurus for a little while and Jupiter's there kind of, you know, making things, you know, a bit happier and more expensive. But the eclipses will be done. So over the last two years, you, you might look at how your um, uh, relationship to finances, self-worth, um, how you go around sh sharing these things with others has uh, evolved. This eclipse really seems to me to be a final nudge to um, drop kind of any issues in this area, like finally kind of um, uh, make an attempt to eat less um uh chocolate um finally um you know developing a, a real connection to nature and the planet perhaps finally um uh getting a handle on uh, spending and you know directing chi to um higher frequency kind of endeavors. Yeah, perhaps towards uh, more inspirational figures, like mystics, for example, like um, various people, I could recommend Anneli Benz, of course, and various um, people who are um, a source of inspiration. Our connections to our physical bodies can also be another focus here. As well as to our um, deepest emotions in the Scorpio sense, perhaps our awareness of um, the food that we're eating and the farming kind of uh, methods and practices used, and various uh, ongoing Scorpio uh, transformations. If we're aware of a kind of feeling of lack in the somewhere in these areas in our physical environment or emotional world, 
this eclipse will really make it clear. Now, Mercury and Mars in Scorpio indicates some powerful and transformative news reaching us and perhaps in our kind of um, peaceful, idyll, um, kind of tranquil sanctuary or happy place, which um, is quite kind of startling perhaps, like some news of some big changes. Jupiter conjunct the full moon might have a tendency to blow these things out of proportion. But still, there's a great opportunity again to finally uh, process and release various poverty programs, such as about sharing resources, perhaps, or possessiveness, uh, ways that we um, like comforts, comfortable things that we enjoy in our environment, as well as our self-worth. Now, Saturn is um, moving still backwards, zero degrees Pisces, but it's slowing down by the time of the um, full moon eclipse on the 28th of October, because he's going to turn uh, direct in early November. So he's getting more powerful as this uh, lot of structure slows down. And this is helpful as he can give us insights uh, into the more practical steps that we can take to respond to uh, these uh, news, this news of transformation um, that reaches us, as well as how to fix any uh, dysfunctional elements uh, revealed at this eclipse, such as um, how to ground ourselves and incarnate more fully into our bodies, ways to enhance uh, and expand our income and our lines of income, how to more effectively manage our resources, be that possessions, talents, uh, as well as where we might have been overdoing things, or are dependent on various other people and uh, how that relates to our um, self-worth and any programs related to that. Now, I looked at the previous eclipses, previous lunar eclipses um, in this uh, area, early Taurus. The last one, again, is in October 2004, before that, in October uh, 1986, and before that, in October 1967. I mean, October 1966. So... Look at those periods, you might see something. It should be said that the Jupiter conjunct this uh, lunar eclipse uh, gives an element of luck and expanse, expansiveness or expansion, whichever the um, suffix is there, whichever suffix is to use, which can really help us uh, in terms of expanding our uh, material assets perhaps showing us where we could um, educate ourselves in these areas to uh, perhaps where travel could be more helpful uh, and um, and generally where we could grow, um, perhaps spending more time in nature, different beautiful, beautiful kind of rainforests around the world, 
or different kind of courses that might help us to um, more effective in what we're doing. Uh, as I say, Lilith and Juno's trying the uh, full moon eclipse indicate uh, taking practical actions for the collective at this point. But at the full moon eclipse, there's a grand water trine, uh, Saturn, Pisces, Vesta, and Cancer, and uh, Mercury, uh, Mars, and the Sun, all in early um, Scorpio. So it could be quite an emotional um, lunar eclipse, I would guess, just with um, realizations of uh, how far we've moved. Um, over the last two years, or simultaneously, or as well as um, looking at what needs to be uh, fixed. Yeah, so that's about it, really. I mean, as with all eclipses, watch out things uh, eclipsing in and out of our lives. And uh, I hope you uh, get to make use of the um, energies here. I should mention, apparently, I'm in the um, top 15 astrology podcasts in the UK, uh, but I don't know if that how what that exactly means. I mean, it sounds like I went to like um, Hong Kong, and I think I saw the the the, the tallest bronze seated Buddhist statue um, that was also green in the world, which is kind of like a few things really that you know. I don't know exactly how good that is, but hopefully uh, we'll um, get to the top 15 in the world at some point. Anyway, hopefully you enjoyed that. And don't forget to, if you're interested in more, go to uh, Telegram or website or various places or Second Life and see the uh, the beautiful, beautiful uh, city where um, Astral is on there. See you. Bye-bye.